Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to episode 217 for Slam Fire Radio. Today is August 4th. Yep, August 4th. You got it. You caught yourself there. 2017. Uh, tonight's episode is all about the Ipsic Nationals. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly Lynn. And I'm Trevor Frolat. I'm I'm Matthew. And I'm Adriel Michaud. Hey, everybody. How's everybody? Yeah, pretty good. Yourself? Uh, not bad, except for I don't know it's august 4th <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say 14th but you're going to <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know what that was about anyways all right yeah. we should probably get re- you know what we lost last week's recording so mm. yeah it's gonna we got, be a, we got a lot of reading a lot I was of just uh, gonna listener say, it's gonna be a long show yeah and trevor well you know he's always like got a lot to say i know at the beginning of the year I was having a lot of issues with my hearing. I started noticing I was having temporary threshold shift more frequently and a constant ringing in my right ear. <laughs> let's let's fix you now. All right, let's get right to what we did in guns. So what we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Senator. <laughs> Calgary Shooting Senators. <laughs> All right. Calgary Shooting Center is Canada's premier firearms retailer. Right now at uh, CSC, they have the Drummond targets, including the Texas Star. That's awesome. That's cool. There's, well, okay, so if you're trying to get a Texas Star in Canada here, you can order from uh, like MGM targets and that kind of thing in the States, but you're paying American and then you have to pay for like tons of shipping and that kind of thing. So um, there is a big benefit to being able to buy some of those big heavy targets here in, in, uh, in Canada. Shipping, though, right? Shipping kills, and so does the U.S. to Canadian dollar, and so does the brokerage, and it just, mm. yeah. When when our dollar was at parity, it made a lot more sense to buy from the U.S., but right now, with, with where our dollar is, uh, it just makes sense to buy locally here. So what you do is to go buy a plasma cutter, right? Go and buy some uh, some steel and make your own. If there were just knockdown <laughs> targets or something like that, I would yeah, no. 100% agree with you. But, like, Texas stars are tricky. they got to have these little springs that yeah. uh, are tensioned correctly. They'd have a good bearing. So there's some design work that needs to go into it, and I'm sure the first one I would make would be terrible. <laughs> 3D it. <laughs> 3D print my uh, Texas star. <laughs> That'll yeah. solve it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Matthew, you're up. What did you do in Guns This Week? Okay, yeah, that's right. I, I just have no memory. So yeah, we stand facing uprange with your hands in the surrender position, so that means wrists over shoulders. And then on the beep, you spin, power right in the face, and then the fastest time was the winner, of course. Uh-huh. Awesome. Okay. All right. Well, Trevor, you got 30 minutes for us this week? I don't think that's unreasonable. I want to share a story with you. What? I want us to come back to Black Badge at some point in the conversation, but right now we're kind of talking about Ipsic as a as training, let's say, and 
I'm of the opinion that a lot of a lot of it has to do with the stage designers. Now, when I design a stage, I design it with as many ridiculous scenarios as possible with regards to procedures that would be very similar to IDPA. All right, Adriel. Uh, let's see you? here. Uh, I shot at the Lakeland three-gun match in Cold Lake over uh, last weekend here. Oh, okay. Was, uh, yeah, it was cool. It was. Uh, it's a smaller group. They're right around uh, twelve guys that uh, that they had out at the match. Uh, let's see. What do we do? We had four, four or five stages, uh, because it was just like one squad. We could just sit on a bay, and uh, everyone set up a stage. Everyone shoot the stage, or tear down the stage, build a new one. Everyone shoot that stage now. Um, so it was like that, that sounds like, like a lot of work. It's actually yeah. not, um, <laughs> wow. just talking from, well, yeah, if, if, if you set up like four stages, um, uh, or four or five stages that are all being run, uh, it's, it's a ton of work setting everything up. And then at the end yeah. of the day, you have to tear everything down. So, um, right. running on a, like you could, you can only do that with a, a small number of people. But it was it was kind of relaxing to, to just uh, just run with a, a small group of guys kind of thing. Um, and if everybody is working together, you can you know tear down, put up another, and you can actually reuse stuff as well. So it probably takes less time. Absolutely, yeah. We um, a lot of uh, a lot of really short stages too. So get uh-huh. on, shoot shoot your stage in like twelve seconds or something like that, and then on to the next guy kind of thing. So it, uh-huh. uh, it, was, it was it was a lot of fun, and there there are a lot of uh, really great guys out there. Some listeners uh, of Slamfire, I brought some patches and that kind of thing out for them. Awesome. Um, they run like a little uh, prize table at the end of the day, which is like I was thinking about it and like, oh man, if I ran a prize table for our Chaz three gun shoots, if we had a prize table at the end of the day, maybe more people would help it. <laughs> like, like maybe everyone would stay till the end and help tear down and that kind of thing, right? Hmm. You're always running to, you know, guys have to head home early kind of thing, and yeah. um, uh, that would help uh, help keep them out. But uh, that was a, it was a, it was a fun shoot. How'd you do? I won. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but I'm going, that's awesome. Like <laughs> 12 people. That's yeah. No, it was, it was a, good, a good match. You're they, a good they, shooter. Yeah. No, they've, they've got some good shooters out there too. Um, uh, real safe. Uh, they had some, uh, like I didn't win every stage there. There's definitely some shooters there who, who kicked my butt at some of those stages. Um, but I just, I had a really consistent match and I think that really helped me cause I didn't, uh, I didn't really flub anything. Um, okay. that consistency is, is, is so key in three gun because, uh, you know, if you, if you can run your pistol game consistent and your rifle game consistent and your shotgun game consistent, you're going to, you're going to score pretty well. And, uh, and that really helped me out. Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, this weekend I might be shooting an Ipsic level two match in Bonneville. Um, I'm not, I'm not used to the, the, uh, level of, uh, uh, paperwork registration, I guess, that you would, you'd get with an Ipsic class, so uh, or an Ipsic match, sorry. Um, I did my black badge pretty late last year, um, and the way it works is they give you a, a year free of, uh, of membership, right? Uh, right? My year included this year, uh, because, like, there, there weren't any matches to go to at the end, at, you know, uh, end of September last year. Uh, so, so they gave me this year for free, but I needed to send in a renewal for it. Um, which I didn't know, but like I, the guy, the instructor might've said s- as much and I, I just didn't, uh, didn't listen, but, uh, um, I needed to send in a renewal and you need to be a member, uh, when registration opens 
in order right. to register for the thing, which again makes sense. If you know, if I was a registration uh, person, I wouldn't want uh, a new match coming up and then fifty people trying to register within like a, a week kind of thing. Oh, can you guys take cash? Do you take a check and you know all this other kind of stuff? Uh, yeah. So again, I understand it, but uh, I, I, I'm, a, I'm kind of in limbo right now. I don't know if I'm shooting the match or not. Uh, I'm going to pack my stuff up and head out on Friday and, and get there early and, and hope that uh, hope that all my paperwork and, and whatnot's in order because re- I really would like to shoot uh, uh, an Ipsic match just to get that contrast of three gun and maybe maybe Ipsic is is more of my game. I don't know, right? Right. So you're packing up and you're going anyways, even if you're not registered. Yeah, you know the the area that it, like Bonneville, I've, uh, I've got some buddies out there, so yep. um, it's not it's if if I show up to the match and they're like, no, you can't shoot. It's not the end of the world by far. I can yeah. go do something else. I can uh, you know shoot some other guns or hang out with some friends or you know whatever. Right. So yeah. not the end of the world. I'm not driving uh, six hours to you know turn around kind of a thing. Yeah, you can go have corn. <laughs> yeah, I can go have corn with Mark. What are we yeah. talking about? Of course. I gotta go have corn with yes. Mark. Yes. <laughs> it's worth the six hour drive, corn. Uh well it's only two for me, but uh, yeah, anyways. Oh, okay. Um let's see, what else we got? Um there's a that range demo day that's happening the weekend after. I might have to not help with that. Not because I don't want to. But because uh, I think my wife is going to kill me if I'm doing like a gun thing every single weekend of the month. Um, yeah, and that she would just, be. She just needs to actually start shooting and get involved, and then you guys can do it together. Yeah, I, she said like as soon as the kids are a little bit older, she's she's game for it. But right now, she's all about like do the kids stuff. So you know, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. later, maybe later. Uh, let's see. That's the weekend after. And then, uh, I wasn't going to go to this three gun match in Saskatoon. Then I wasn't. And now I'm back on again for it. So, <laughs> yeah, um, you, uh, you do have to go to this shoot. You know why? I, well, I just went in Canada. I, right? And I, I haven't done a mate, like a, I'm putting bunny ears around in this, but like a major three gun match. I haven't done like a hundred person plus three gun match. I've been, right. you know, primarily shooting the Chaz thing. And, uh, this is a much bigger match. So I expect it to be, um, I I'd really like to go because I'd like to take some stuff away and apply it to, to my local club and, right. uh, and know where I sit. Right. I mean, just shooting at my local club, if I'm, you know, top, top four, top five kind of thing, every single match, um, I know there's a level that's like clear and like heads and tails above me and right. I need to see, I need to see where it's at. I need to see like how high this thing goes. Right. Right. And the other thing is that Yolanda is going to be there. Right, Trevor? Yeah. So it was pretty awesome. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that three gun match. It's, uh, it's going to be good. Just looking at, at hotels. Oh, one of the things they love about Saskatoon, the hotels are very reasonable. <laughs> We're not look. This is going to be a very inexpensive trip. It's just drive down, stay at a, a real inexpensive hotel that's very close to the range. Uh, it's it's going to be great. Uh, let's see. Uh, the, other than that, so I uh, I got a couple of these West Rifle 762 or WR 762s in and. Uh, uh, as well as the Scorpio SKS-15 from West Rifle and Kodiak Defense in. Um, yeah. I posted on our web, uh, on our Facebook page, and people were like, well, that's a CZ-858. Um, right. Which, if you just look at it, yes, it's a CZ-858. But it's actually uh, a different. So this, the 858 is based on a converted auto receiver. Now, I mean, like, 
if if you to ask my my personal opinion, I don't think they should be classed converted autos. They never were uh, completed full auto rifles. They sat as receivers and then they remade them in the factory, right? Uh, so they they never lived as automatic uh, rifles. Anyways, okay. Try to try to convince the RCMP of that, right? So the RCMP thinks that those things are converted autos. We've got a pass right now. Uh, some people want something that's a little bit more safe. These are newly manufactured Canadian receivers that are not the same as the, the as the eight five eights. The trigger and the internals are all actually all different. Uh, so it's it's its own rifle. It's not an eight five eight, even though it uses the eight five eight stock and fore end and all this other good stuff, right? So it's compatible with all the uh, all the goodies on them, uh, but it's by by law and by design a different rifle. So that's kind of interesting because a lot of people like the the eight five eights and and the look of those things, but you know yeah. the the supply of them has been drying up because uh, well, we're not importing any more of them, yep. and uh, uh, even the ones we have imported, like Wolverine brought some in, um, and they brought them in as the Spartan rifles because they they brought them in with these with nicer wood, and the RCMP said whoa 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 Spartan rifle never heard of it before oh this looks like a converted auto receiver because it's an eight five eight receiver well this brand new rifle that we've never heard heard of before this Spartan rifle is uh, prohibited because it's a converted auto, so uh, Wolverine was stuck in a stuck in a place where they were looking at selling off some of the parts and that kind of thing, and now with this out. They're going to pick up some of the receivers and uh, and start rebuilding some of these things so that they're uh, legal and they can sell them right, which is actually a, a great thing because now they can, uh, you know, recoup recoup all that and uh, and sell some rifles that the Canadian market wants, right? Yep. So interesting yep. kind of uh, interesting kind of rifle. Um, and then uh, um, Spectrum Ballistics. I know the uh, I know one of the guys over there. They're based in Edmonton. I asked mm-hmm. him for uh, one of their brakes to test on it. They make these. Uh, <laughs> they're really inexpensive. They're like forty five bucks. Forty five bucks for a muzzle brake is is inexpensive. They're stainless. They're knit ride, um, eh. three chamber uh, uh, brakes. And uh, I, I got him to to give me one to borrow to to try on one of these because I've got two of these uh, WR seven six twos. So I'm gonna try a brake on one, no brake on the other, and maybe I'll do like some slow mo video and like compare what uh, what the recoil is like or something like that because yeah, that might be that might be interesting. It'll be right? fun. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, be fun, fun too. I get to shoot guns. That's yeah. <laughs> that's shooting really guns is always after. fun. Yeah, uh, and then in that same shipment from uh, from West Rifle and Kodiak Defense, they sent me one of the. Uh, um, Scorpio SKS 15s, which is like a, an SKS with a, uh, a aluminum stock on it, AR butt stock, uh, and it takes XCR 7.62 by 39 mags, pistol mags, so you can run 10 round mags in it with an AR style mag release. So, kind of interesting rifle, um, and uh, I'll be reviewing that as well. Uh, you, got, you got a lot of reviews coming up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I I just filmed one last night, and it was like real quick and dirty. I got one of those uh, iTarget Pros. Have you seen those? Yeah, yeah. Those are awesome. Um, those are the ones that you can set up with your phone, right? Yeah. Is it? You can it's, still do it with your phone. It's different than the one that that Matthew got, though. Right? Yeah, Matthew's got the the Mantis X, which is right. like higher, like straight up higher tech. It's <laughs> it's got more sensors in it. Um, it's got way more going on with it in terms of like the technology in it. 
Um, that the Mantis X is really focusing on your trigger press. You can use it uh, dry fire or live. This is dry fire only. You don't want to live fire on it. You'll, you'll shoot a hole, <laughs> shoot a real hole in your target when really it's it's a, a laser yeah. on there. Anyways, uh, check out my YouTube channel. I, I I put up like a real super quick uh, video on that. I'll do. Uh, I'll do like a more in-depth one later that uh, is is using my proper camera and all that kind of stuff. This was just, I, I wanted to get something out there quicker so that uh, I'm not sitting on all this product and, and not reviewing it and not telling mm-hmm. people about it. But uh, Yeah, it looks pretty cool though. Oh, it's, for, for the, the, you know, the, 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 for the dollar value and for what you can do with it, I'm, I'm really liking it because I can do my draws um, so I, I do, I do draw practice dry fire, but when mm-hmm. I, when I do it, I like, yeah, I pointed at something on the wall, like a light switch or something like that. I pull the trigger. And I'm like, yeah, that was good. That was a good trigger press. That was accurate. I'm, I'm just fooling myself though. And like, I need, I need feedback that says whether or not it was a good, uh, like I had my sights aligned, whether I tri- pulled the, the trigger at the right time. And, uh, and this system provides like real quick feedback on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been using it with uh, a timer to figure out what my time is to do a complete draw cycle and get a good trigger press and good sight alignment off on target. And uh, and that's something that's going to speed up my game quite a bit without throwing accuracy all the way out. Because you'll see some guys who, uh, who are on Instagram or whatever, and they'll draw and they'll, they'll have the pistol out and they'll be pulling the trigger before they even got it extended. They're not going to be accurate with that shot. And they're, you know, they're just doing it for Instagram. Uh, whereas this is more of like it actually gives you that feedback, and you're going to know whether uh, whether everything was uh, was good when that trigger was pressed um, right. on target. Yeah, and something I didn't think about, I was actually showing my wife, and then I was <laughs> like, "Yeah, you try." And I was like, "Oh my god!" Next time I take people out from work, I'm going to set them up on this thing. You know, one of the one of the problems with trying to describe like iron sight alignment on a pistol is that yeah. it's it's kind of like I don't know. You kind of have to try it before you're like, "Oh, that's where the bullet's going." And with this, I can get people who um, who I'm taking out to the range from work or whatnot to uh, to like dry fire at my house and they can um, see what the sight alignment's supposed to look like gets get a little bit of feedback and uh, build a little bit of confidence before we actually head out right. to the range so uh, yeah I'm, I'm seeing more and more that I can start doing with this kind of thing right and you're not wasting you know bullets yeah and I'm not just you know <laughs> sending sending ammo into the berm which is fun but my my range is 45 minutes away and this is yeah. like <laughs> this is in my office so <laughs> it's super easy to get to uh, I think ah, that's 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 enough for me. <laughs> that's enough for me this this week. What about you, Kelly? Uh, well, I it's been two weeks since we talked about what we did in guns. Uh, I went to Michigan, saw Miss Stacy, uh, and we had fun on the beach. We didn't do any shooting, uh, but uh, I she had some stuff for maple seeds, so I brought some stuff back from the U.S. and I had no problems at the border at all, which was awesome. Uh, what else? I've uh, spent the past few weeks working on the calendar for the CCFR. So what I want you guys to do is when it's available, you guys are all buying copies, right? I'm only in my 30s. So I just haven't really proven it yet, but it's a theory I'm working on. Okay, awesome. Uh, 
Saturday we went out to SFRC. Uh, I was looking for uh, more ammo. Uh, my ammo is getting pretty light. Uh, they didn't have what I'm looking for, though. So uh, I am waiting for that. But one of the things that we did buy was, remember Reg Wales? He was the uh, the guest that we had on that was talking about uh, scopes. He's from Vortex. Remember him? Well, well, he wrote a book, and I actually have put it into the. I put the link in the show notes, so we can actually put that on the show notes, and people can, you know, go to the book itself. But it is the ultimate optics guide for rifle shooting. He, we're Maple Seed's going to be looking at doing Katie's, so um, he wrote a book all about it, actually. So, setting in your rifle. Um, the book itself is pretty darn good it's i think it's 29 dollars or 29.99 or something like that anyways sfrc also carries it and so we bought it there um what else uh yeah just had a look around uh but yeah i wasn't able to buy anything else there wasn't anything else i wanted or i i needed or i was well okay i need stuff but i needed <laughs> needs, ammo it's a funny and word <laughs> yeah, I need ammo. There's stuff that I want. There's a difference, right? Different between between needs and and wants. The stuff that I needed wasn't there, and the stuff that I wanted was there, but I couldn't afford it. Anyways, <laughs> uh, what else? On Sunday, went out to the range. Uh, did some challenge targets. It's the first time probably in about, well, besides firing off uh, Trevor's uh, rifle at the charity shoot and shooting 10 rounds. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> it's the first time in probably about uh, two or three months that I I've, I actually went to the range and shot. So huh. long time. Uh, so I took my rifle out and I shot it. We did some challenge targets for for Maple Sea. They were this month's targets are pretty actually hard. So yeah. So I wanted to thank Rick for that. Um, the other thing that we did was quick and dirty MQTs. So those are different than the regular MQTs where you do two minutes with the standing and you do 55 seconds with the seated and, you know, the whole, you've done, you've done an MQT, right, Adriel? You bet I have. Okay. So quick and dirty means you load four magazines with 10 rounds each. You have four minutes to do the MQT. You start standing. You do, then you go to either seated or kneeling. Then you go to prone and then you go to prone. And you have four minutes to fire off the 40 shots and oh, score, like or score rifleman. So did a couple of those. Uh, that's actually the first time I've done one. And yeah. Sounds like I, I love how... Um, the time management is up to you. I always <laughs> the like. The, yeah, the time management is up to you, and it's kind of like you're trying to get all of the things that we teach, right? The respiratory pause, this, the uh, trigger press, everything. You're trying to actually still do it and get your natural point of aim and everything all under control in the various positions because you still have to transition from standing to, to seated or kneeling and you still have to transition. Like, sorry, you're transitioning from standing to, to, to seated or kneeling and then you go from kneeling down into the prone positions. So you still have to think about the fact that you're still moving right you're still and you're still doing make changes and you're still yeah so the average was we did two or th three of them and the average was we did them in just under three minutes so still scored riflemen on them 
<laughs> of course. We would I'd yeah. expect nothing less. Yep. So I tried I tried it I tried a couple of different because normally what I do is if I'm doing the regular uh, uh, MQT, I'll get down into the seated position with cross-legged and that's the most comfortable for me and it is also the most um, stable position however um, it's not the fastest to get into so I did a couple of kneeling and yeah no bueno don't like that Mm. but um, yeah once I was able like the reality is I still had lots of time to get down into the seated position so once I as I said once I shot the first one and realized I have lots of time I went down into the cross-legged position Cool. What else? Uh, um, oh, yeah. So one of the things that... So I'm OCD, right? A little bit? Mm, I, I haven't known you to be OCD, but... Uh, okay. Okay. So, so my, um, uh, my ammo can that usually has my... That usually has my ammo in it. Um, yeah, so the last few weeks or shoots or whatever, I've been loading up my rifle and ammo can some people have been using my ammo and some people haven't been using my ammo and so one of the things that i hate is having half empty you know boxes of ammo Uh so i had like (laughs) 10 of them in my ammo can and i had to re i had to shuffle things around there was one with two in it there was one with five (laughs) in it there was one with you know half anyways so by the time I got done, I got it all down. But then I realized I didn't have as much ammo as I thought I did. That also caused me some issues too. So, yeah. Anyways, but that's one of my that's one of my pet peeves is to have you know half used uh, boxes of ammo. Um, so that was fine. But the other thing that I realized was my rifle was filthy because I was on when I was shooting the quick and dirty MQTs. Um, yeah, so I was I did a mag ejection and then a, a, there was a plop and I looked down and it was this big piece of lead that fell out of where the mag. <laughs> I'm going, oh my god, <laughs> my rifle is so dirty. And then I had a look at it and it was it was actually filthy, beyond filthy. There was chunks of lead, carbon. You would <laughs> so people. And it was were still put, cycling. It was still running. It was fine. Well, one of the, yeah, it was still. A, well, no. I thought it was maybe a magazine issue. There was one magazine that I was having problems with, and I, I it probably was a magazine issue, but, it, yeah, it was still cycling fine on the other magazine. So, But I, last night I took my rifle totally apart, and no word of a lie, I actually had to get in there with a wire brush, and, oh, it was disgusting. It was like – and I'm, I'm, I'm talking to my rifle. I'm saying, oh, you poor thing, because what have people been putting through you? Because <laughs> – I, I've been loaning out my rifle, right? Everybody's been using it. They used it as a charity shoot. A few people used it. I think four or five people used it. Yeah, your rifle were, gets around. Right, it does. Anyways, it was <laughs> being used by everybody. And as I said, some people used the ammo that I provided for them, like you, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was other people that were using their own, and it's all this lead crap that I would never, sorry, I would never put through it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going, you poor thing. So I cleaned my, my rifle last night, and it took it. It took a while because I had to get all the carbon that was built up. And there was, as I said, there was literally pieces of lead in the chamber that I had to get out. It was awful. <laughs> well, Anyways. at least at least you can 
I don't know. I kind of like cleaning like a, a super dirty rifle because it's like, yeah, it's getting used. <laughs> well, it's getting used, but I'm going, oh, you poor thing. I felt <laughs> I had to apologize to it because it does. It's been getting around. Like I, I loan it out at Maple Seeds, right? So it usually gets. It will get used at every Maple Seed event. Um, we have lower loaner rifles, but you know what? Sometimes we run out of them, and mm-hmm. I also bring my own. So I generally loan it out, and we had it at the charity shoot. And yeah, anyways, I had to apologize to it last night. <laughs> I felt bad. But it's nice and clean now. All right, shall we talk about upcoming events? Yeah, sure. All right. Adriel, uh, we're just going to go straight into the three-gun match. What's coming up uh, for that? Uh, let's see. So this weekend, there's the Ontario Action Shooting Association. They're uh, they're having a match on Saturday. The mm-hmm. Vancouver Island Three-Gun Nation is having their act- uh, their match on Saturday as well. Uh, the weekend after, the 12th, Chaz Three-Gun is having a match on Saturday. And so is the Mighty Peace Three-Gun. Uh, so those are both in Alberta, and they'll both be on the 12th. Uh, the weekend after is going to be packed, but I'll talk about that as we get closer to it. Okay, sounds good. I also wanted to read the one from Jason P. He sent us one about the Sporting Clays uh, Saskatchewan Provincial Championships. It's uh, August 12th and 13th, so that's not this weekend, but it's going to be the weekend after. Is it not? Yes. Or Anyways, it's going to be August soon. 12th and 13th. Very yes, soon. it is, because I'm going to be away that weekend. Hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, it uh, is. Uh, it's going to be held in conjunction with the Hanley Harvest Time Shoot at Hanley Sporting Grounds, August twelfth and thirteenth. Uh, it's two hundred targets each day. Saturday will be the Saskatchewan Sporting Clays Association fundraiser, and Sunday is the actual provincial championship. So, if you do want to partake in that, please contact Graham Perry for details, and you can give him a call at three o three o six. Five four four twenty nine ninety nine, or you can. Uh, why don't we actually just in the show notes post his email address there as well? Sure, we can awesome. do that. We have the technology. All right, news. What do we got for news? Um, we've got this Colt uh, story here. Oh, yeah. uh, Trevor, did you want to take that one? Still, I was shooting an eight-inch plate last fall at five hundred, and once the reticle came onto the plate, I could barely see the plate. Uh, that's not the news story, uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, why don't we, <laughs> Kelly, did you want to talk about this one? <laughs> well, uh, it's a week or so old. It's in regards to Colt Canada. Colt Canada has landed $32 million, um, machine gun contract. So what they're doing is they're replacing the Canadian forces has awarded them, uh, a contract, but they are replacing some of the C6s because those are. Well, they're ancient, anyways. So, uh, Colt Canada has um, has uh, got the contract. There's going to be 13 new jobs in their uh, plant. Their plant actually currently employs 100 people, and they're going to be delivering them sometime in September 2018. Sorry, they're going to be delivering them from September 2018 to June 2019 as well. Now, the contract's 32 million, and the number that they're going to be supplying is 1,148. So you do the math on how much those are going to cost. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, those are the C6A1 flex rifles, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So they're, maybe they're fancier. Maybe they come with like well, uh, a gold plated scope or something like that. Right. That's what we get for, for our army, right? 
Yeah. Like scopes? No. No. Okay. It's good that they're they're replacing them because our our military does need need new rifles. But mm-hmm. what they are doing is, well, it's three eight million. You're, they're talking about the equipment to produce them. You're talking about the employees. You're talking about even the molds, different things like mm-hmm. that. So that's all built into it too. Uh, it's going to come the they're going to come with uh, along with so they'll ship out. The rifles. They'll also come up with the um, cleaning kits, the repair kits, the spare parts, and carrying slings. Yep. So, if there cool. is going to be just, you know, other than just the rifles. So, but good for Colt Canada because they're awesome. Mm-hmm. They're they might keep Colt alive and <laughs> just you know Colt Canada the division. It's doing well. Colt Canada makes some really good firearms, so it's yeah. Uh, yeah I'd like to see. I'd like to see them doing more government contract as mm-hmm. long as it spills over to to, to us. <laughs> we get some yeah. of the scraps, some Do of those great barrels and some of those great IUR uppers and some more of that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So they can do a civilian version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. C6, right? Yep. You can have those. No problem. Yeah, no problem. No, we can't. What about the gun nuts? Oh, uh, this is the Delask Arms one, right? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So Delask has uh, made a new 22. This is a brand new rifle. Never been done before. It's, it's a it's a 1022 version <laughs> receiver. So you know how like you can get a 1022 with that has like no Ruger parts on it. It's just made yep. by like completely made by someone else. Delask has been doing uh, receivers typically with a with an integrated uh, pick rail on top. So it's very yep. easy to put on your your optics and. Uh, they're making one that takes a special kind of magazine that has a stabilizing rib on it. Uh, so, because that's a different receiver, and it will not take, uh, it will like these magazines won't fit into a charger type pistol. They don't right. have any limits on them. So now so we're going to get twenty five rounders. Yep. So if you want to buy a ten twenty two, but yeah, yeah, I wish I could have twenty five round mags. Guess what? The Delask. Uh, was it the Tough 22? Is that what yep. they called it? Tough 22 uh, rifle uh, is the one to look at, um, especially if you're looking at just building one, because right. uh, I think this will uh, give you like a more of like a custom kind of a 22 as an end product. Like I know a lot of people out there buy like a base 22 and then a 1022 and then mm-hmm. add on and add on, remove the stock, remove this, change the barrel, do this and this right. and this. Um, but if you're just looking, if you're gonna do that anyways, you might as well just get the custom receiver and just throw the parts. On it. Right. Yeah. Just uh, yep. like I wish I had done that with my uh, with my AR-15 when I first did it because I look at it now and it's like, what is on here that was originally on here? And the answer is not uh, anything right now. No wait. Nothing. The upper receiver, the upper receiver, <laughs> and the lower receiver are still the same. But mm-hmm. uh, anyway, so. Yeah, so there's there's the the Ruger 10, uh, 1022 that Delask is uh, is putting out. Um, it will have those uh, fifteen and twenty five round mags, and uh, it w- it will also feed the Ruger mags. So if you're looking at something that will also take those mm-hmm. ten round mags and that kind of thing, it'll it'll work in there as well. But the larger mags will have the proprietary. They'll be proprietary so that you can actually use twenty five rounders. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I love so, it. Responding make, to the market. I love exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Make a law, we'll we'll figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So the next one that was put in was uh, meet the Canadian who is now being prosecuted for self-defense. Did you want to talk about that one? Um, you know, I, I've been following it roughly, but uh, maybe what I'll do mm-hmm. here is just read it a little bit, just in case any of our uh, listeners haven't, uh, haven't heard of it. Uh, a, Canadian mi- uh, a Canadian man defended himself during a home invasion, and now he's being prosecuted for doing so. The incident occurred on July 12th when a man in Nova Scotia was broken into, when a home was broken into <laughs> by three men, all of whom were armed. Uh, along with the help of another man in the residence, uh, Kyle Earl Monroe was able to wrestle a gun out of the hands of one of the criminals and fired at the men, prompting the three men to flee. Mm. One of the men was shot by Monroe, but is expected to survive. Uh, and this guy is now facing charges such as attempted murder, intent to fi- discharge a firearm. Well, there's not really an intent when he fired it. Uh, intent to discharge a <laughs> firearm when being reckless. Careless use of a firearm. Improper storage of a firearm, ladies Just and gentlemen. We'll, they we'll add that one onto everything. <laughs> we'll talk about this. Uh, pointing a firearm, possession of a weapon for a dangerous pers- purpose, unauthorized possession of a firearm, possession of a firearm, knowing that possession is unauthorized, and possession for the purpose of trafficking. Okay, so it was the guys that brought... The guys that were doing the home invasion that brought the firearm, right? Mm-hmm. And he's getting improper storage of a firearm, right? Well, when the cops showed up, was it properly stored? Well, that's true. <laughs> uh, and possession probably for not. Purpose, <laughs> and possession for the purpose of trafficking. So I'm thinking that this was. There's two ways you can think about this. This guy Earl, what's his name? Earl yeah. Kyle Earl Monroe. Kyle. Yeah. Either. So either he and I'm just speculating everybody. Uh, allegedly, knows. allegedly. Yeah. So he, so allegedly he is an innocent bystander and his home was just being broken into, or he's part of, you know, the criminal element. Um, and there's a lot of charges. Well, again, so, this is all allegedly a lot but, of uh, home invasions happen uh, with relation to drugs. Yes. Uh, so that may be that, that like, again, this is allegedly, this is pure speculation. We don't know the details of this case, right. um, but uh, it, it is disappointing to see so many, tra- like so many, tra- yeah, pointing a firearm. He's, yeah. The, these, these people were armed and in his house and he was shooting at them. Right. Um, I would like to believe that even uh, like a- anyone gets even a chance, a- anyone gets a chance to defend yeah. their lives when there's people with guns who are, uh, Yep. Uh, who are in their house, and, and uh, uh, this is uh, silliness. Well, here, you know, we'll see what plays out. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. he's so he's supposed to go to court on August 22nd, but until then, uh, he was scheduled to appear in court on August 22nd, and until then, he has two, uh, he, he cannot have cell phones or pagers, he cannot leave his house unless he's going to like medical appointments and all that. But so basically house arrest until he ha- is seen on the 22nd. Hmm. How uh, slow, how hmm. slow is our legal, like legal, uh, uh, laws here in Canada that they still put pagers in there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hey buddy, no cell phones and no pagers, but I can have a computer mm-hmm. and I can like, <laughs> You basically like do any of these things, right? Oh yeah, yeah but no cell phones and no pagers, definitely. Pagers. <laughs> They're the nineteen eighties called and they want their pager back. <laughs> All right. Yeah. What's next on the list here? Uh Trevor, we haven't heard from you lately, so why don't you take the next one? 
Cool. All right, I'll get the next one. It's um, a couple times this week I couldn't sleep. I'm looking out in space. Okay, that's not it either. So why don't we talk about... Well, I put this in. This is, I don't know, have you heard about this, Adriel? So the P, SIG P320 is being recalled by the Dallas police um, as, a, a duty, or as a duty gun, but I'm also hearing that other police um, services are banning it or until it's fixed as well because apparently um, there's a safety issue. They say... And even in the manual, it says if this uh, firearm is dropped, it it uh, can fire. So it if, says that in the manual? It says it in the manual. Oh, that's weird. Like most guns these yeah. days are, are, like most modern pistols are drop safe. You drop them, they're, yep. and they're probably not going to go off. Unless like, you know, you never know what, what's going to happen. Rocks or, or grit or something like that might get in somewhere weird. But uh uh, that's odd that they would put in the manual, don't drop this thing, it mm-hmm. may go off. That's that's right. really odd. huh? Well, the thing is that I it was in the running for, remember the FBI were looking at for replace, the FBI trials to replace all their, their handguns as well? Well, the U.S. military as well, right? right? Yeah, and so that's one of the reasons I think that they lost out. The manual states the pistol may fire when dropped. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the Dallas police found that it was like found that people were dropping it while they were drawing or something like that, and they were going off, and then they asked for it, or they saw it in the manual and they're being bureaucrats and they're saying, "Fix this," and then don't put it in the manual. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Yeah. That's odd. I don't. Hmm. Well, they were saying that maybe it was a lawyer thing, you know, just to, you know, to for liability purposes, but hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, so, I can see that. So they're just—they put out a memo to all of their officers saying that until it's fixed, uh, they are not to use them as their duty weapon. So hmm. Hmm. the other one that I think that we should cover, and this is exciting news, is the Type eighty one. Do you want to talk about that one? Yeah. So Tactical Imports uh, just mm-hmm. let us know that the Type eighty ones uh, that they've been having produced—they—they um, they had to get it re into the production line at uh, at whatever chinese factory is, is making them for them yeah uh, and uh that can you know the, if we're doing a small batch of rifles aka like just thousands and not tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands a lot of these factories you know they just can't bo- be bothered and can't get a bit out of bed for this kind of stuff but uh they let us know that uh their type 81s have passed inspection so they However, which way the uh, uh, Tactical Imports has decided to inspect these things from the factory, they're they're looking good, and they're going to be here on the market in September. So that's uh, that's really good news. It's always a, a crapshoot as to when these things are coming in from uh, from overseas. Right. Uh, it's kind of an involved process. So it's good to see that they're coming out. Um, they're and in case you don't know, the Type eighty one is. I've I've heard it described as an AK-47 and an SKS had a baby. Yep. Uh, <laughs> SKS Pretty action, much. AK-ish accessories in terms of mm-hmm. like your folding stock and and uh, banana mags and stuff and stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's good to see that they're coming out. Um, they're right around a thousand bucks here in Canada, which is pretty competitive for pricing right. in terms of a magazine-fed uh, 7.62 by 39 rifle. Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting to hear those things coming in. 
Yeah, and it's finally coming in because I know a lot of people have been waiting for it. The 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 release date was kept getting pushed back, so it's good that we're finally getting it in. So yeah. congratulations! Yay! Yeah, hopefully I can get one of those to uh, to try out so I can uh, review it so that people can see what they're like. Yeah, you got to do the other yeah, reviews first, though. They're yeah. starting to to pile up, you know. Ah, <laughs> I got throughput on throughput. I'm going to be firing some rifles this weekend. I already Aww. did that. I target one. I took photos of the WR762s and put them up on our Facebook page so people can like because a lot of the other photos have been like in place. Uh, Wolverine did some photos in place. Uh, West Rifle did some photos in place. When I do my photos, it's like. They're not artful whatsoever. <laughs> I blast them with a bunch of light, and you get to see everything, good, bad, and ugly. So, that's uh, not bad. Yeah, I that's, think that's a good thing. I, uh, I'm not a creative guy. I'm a, I'm a like a, a numbers kind of a guy. So when I look at photos, it's like no accuracy, <laughs> all accuracy, no, uh, <laughs> no artistic impressions here. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I've seen some reviews where it's like. I can't even see what it is. I can't even see whether it's a rifle, let alone. Oh, anyways, yeah. your pictures are great. We Sweet. can see. We can see what the rifle is, see. or the. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. good. Cool. All right. So let's talk about some new gun stuff. You put a bunch of stuff in here. Yeah. So what, what do we have? Uh, I'll get into this. So we talked about the Wolverine supplies using those WR762 yep. receivers to make their Spartan rifles uh, uh, a reality. Uh, mm-hmm. The next one here is uh, <laughs> this kind of. Kind of interesting. Uh, I Run Guns is bringing in the PSA KS47. This is, imagine an AR-15 mm. and an AK-47 had a baby. <laughs> and you kept the AR-15 upper, but the yeah. AK-47 not the lower, but at least the magazine well and the magazines. So, yeah. Yeah, that you can run. Like uh, one, doesn't it? Yeah, you can run 762 by 39 in there and it'll feed properly because it's from a banana mag. So it's got that curve on it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's kind of an interesting rifle. So if you wanted to shoot 762 by 39 in your AR-15, now you have a way of doing it here in Canada. It looks odd. (laughs) It does look odd. (laughs) It's the banana mag and the the Uh, fact that the receiver chops off so early, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 But, you know, hey, whatever. Yeah. They're seven fifty US, so Oh that's not bad. No, nah, I mean the price isn't bad. I mean if you wanna if you really wanna shoot seven sixty by thirty nine in a, in an AR fifteen kind of a rifle, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yep. Okay. What's next? SFRC has something at C. Yeah, I don't know if they're still on sale. They had some uh, some PRVI uh, two two three Remington in cases of a thousand for four sixty nine, which is a pretty good price. I'm not oh. sure if they're still on. Let's see. They look so, like they're still on. Yep. Yep. Fifty five grain foam metal jacket. Yeah, your typical blaster two two three ammo, but brass case, not steel. And yep. four sixty nine is well. I mean, forty seven uh, cents a, a round is uh, is pretty good. Yep. Should yeah. actually, they have. Yeah, you really need to come for a visit and go and shop there. You know that. Yeah, it's they. They've always got these killer sales on. I've mm-hmm. have I bought stuff from SFRC. I'm sure I have. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure I have. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. We need to get them as a sponsor. We talk about them way too much. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, are you well, they got, yeah, they got some good prices, and uh, you, you know, for uh, well, for three gun, we're running this kind of stuff all the time. 
Uh, for uh, service rifle, you probably wouldn't because you'd want something that would be uh, more accurate and uh, probably yeah. a heavier grain bullet. Uh, but for your action shooting sports, this stuff is the bomb. It's, yeah, and it's 400 bucks for 1000 so that's cheap. Or 469 so. Yeah, when it when it gets down to that price, I usually buy a few thousand. But I've got a I've got a, a couple thousand yet, so I'm I'm good for a while. You're good for a while, okay? Yeah, at least a little bit. All right, so let's let's main topic. Trevor, you're up. Joining me now is Matt Hipwell from Wolverine Supplies, and we're out here at the tail end of the 2017 Ipswich Canadian Nationals at uh, Demo Day where Wolverine and X-Metal is partnering up for an awesome shooting experience for anyone who's kind of hanging around waiting for the banquet. So uh, I stole Matt for a, a quick interview. Uh, Matt, welcome to Slam Fire Radio. Well, well thank you. Um, so, Matt, this is your first Ipsic uh, Nationals? Yes, it is. I was uh, fortunate enough to be able to slide in and shoot in the, the pre-match, and that was, uh, it was a good experience. Excellent. Um, you do much Ipsic shooting back home? Sort of just gotten back into the sport of IPSC when I was younger, when in high school years, I shot IPSC for a number of years and then sort of career took me in other directions. Mm-hmm. And since moving back to the area of uh, Wolverine, um, got back into IPSC and we're getting rebuilding sort of a, a bit of rebirth we're seeing as uh, the numbers increase. Nice. Okay. So I'm going to go down a rabbit hole here for a second. Um, so in your day job, you do carry a firearm. That's correct. And how did your IPSC experience, um, did your IPSC experience in the Black Badge training help when qualifications uh, had to take place? Did you find that you were ahead of the uh, the average student in the class that needed to qualify, or did they tell you to basically unlearn everything? No, uh, did not tell me to unlearn everything, but as one thing I've learned through the years is every time you step on a range with someone or taking class with someone, or watch something, you'll pick up different aspects. Um, the individual who steps on the range and says they have seen it all, done it all. Not true. Uh, not true. Not true. Uh, not true at all. I don't and want to learn from that guy. No, me either. And I've been one of those individuals that it doesn't matter if they've got six months experience or 60 years experience. I like listening to them and there's always things you can learn and much with the Black Badge program that has been around since what the late 70s, early 80s. Mm-hmm. I found that there was aspects that did help me and have allowed me to use different bits and pieces to different applications in my, in my other job. Probably the most diplomatic answer I've ever heard. Very well done, Matt. So, all <laughs> well, right. I wasn't trying to be diplomatic, but I, I found that that is to be the most accurate. Awesome. Good. All right. So, uh, so back to the match. So you shot the pre-match and how'd that go? Uh, day one started off slow. Mm-hmm. Finished off well, and day two was a better progression for me. So, yeah, I'm sort of middle of the pack, and like like I said, so we'll see where I finish in the standings. And uh, what uh, what division were you shooting in? I shoot in production. Okay, um, I'm shooting a CZ Shadow Two. Really? Yeah. CZ, imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> we'll go down uh, that road here in a minute about CZ and the relationship between CZ and Wolverine. So, uh, Shadow Two, I assume. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Great gun. A lot of really good changes from the Shadow One. Absolutely. Every 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 concern that I had, and a lot of people shared those concerns about the Shadow One. It's like they were listening; they were all addressed. Absolutely. Um, the way it was first explained to me was from one of their production managers, 
And he was able to explain the percentages. And what they were doing is they were taking seconds off shooters' times. Mm -hmm. And I believe they did hit the mark with it. Yeah. And it's just a delight to shoot right out of the box. Right out of the box, it has a a better trigger than the Shadow 1. The uh, slide ergonomics have changed. It's more of a tri-tub now. It's got more aggressive front and rear uh, serrations. An adjustable sight is something that is important to me. Yes. I don't like to aim off. I don't like six o'clock holds. I like point of aim, point of impact. And I like to be able to dial my gun to my ammo for that. And so that was a cool feature that I appreciated. That being said, I'm not a production shooter, but it's definitely one that I would look at. Um, you guys have been actually uh, kind of swaying me off my Tanfoglio obsession. I'm a big Tanfoglio fan, stock two, stock three. I shoot a, um, a, uh, a, the limited custom extreme in, in standard division. Mind you, I spent this year in classic, but normally that's my go-to. And it's a pistol that fits me better than any other pistol out there, except for the tactical sport. Yes. And now there's a new tactical sport. What's that one? Well, there's the the TS Orange there, or the Tax Sport. Um, Tax Sport Orange, yeah, yes. that's kind of the name it's going by right yes, now. Yes, that's right. Um, 9 mil and 40, and obviously in the 40, it is a great fit in standard division in IPSC. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of, um, they're working through it because the, the I guess if there was a criticism, criticism of that platform at the moment is they have a two-piece mag- magazine to be Canadian compliant. And that is where shooters are finding that they're, it's been detrimental to them. Mm-hmm. But like you said, CZ was listening between the SPO-1 and the Shadow-2. And they did the same with the tax board. And they are listening on the tax board because yeah. their own shooter is aware of those same issues. Yeah. Um, so we're looking to see what the how C- CZ uh, moves forward from that. Yeah, I wouldn't throw the baby over the bathwater over the magazine issue. Um, there's probably other um, manufacturers like Mech are probably making mags for it. Are you aware of that? Not, n- Not We're yet. waiting for it, okay. and uh, we haven't seen them out of Mech car or anyone else yet. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that's exactly what we're going to see, absolutely, because yeah. they did the same thing with the Shadow 2. Mech car came out with their one-piece steel body mag for the Canadian market. It's a, uh, they're working very, very well. So when comparing the, uh, the, the uh, Taxport Orange to the Tenfoglio Limited Custom Extreme uh, comes with a thumb rest on it, where the Extreme comes ready for a thumb rest. You've got to pop down another 80 to 100 bucks depending on the thumb rest you want. But this one comes with a thumb rest, yep. which is, of course, removable for those guys that it doesn't fit, right? Yep. Um, the Extreme has some extra holes. I think the tax board, that's where it is. You either like it or you get a different thumb rest. You're not moving it up and down the slide. No, you don't have that option to move it. the frame, that, yeah. That's correct. But... After that, you know, beautiful built-in magwell. Uh, when comparing the two, the sights on the CZ are better. The trigger is better. The grip fits me as good or better than, than the uh, Extreme. Um, the only thing that was keeping me away was uh, the safeties. I engaged the safety on the weak side, and I can't reach the safety on the strong side. But good news is there are, are additional safeties out there from like the CZ Pro Shop so you can make that fit. Yes. So that's something I'm, I'm going to look at if I decide to uh, to jump out of the Tenfoglio uh, platform. So let's move into where we are today and what we're doing and um, what's going on? What, what's, what's all this gunfire around me? Oh, well, this is a sort of a, a partnership between CZ, UB, um, X-Metal Ammunition and X-Metal Targets and Wolverine Supplies. And um, it's actually sort of a bit of a uh, came through Guy, Guy, our sales manager, who brought up the idea of 
hosting a demo day in cooperation with the shoot-off uh, at the Ipsic Nationals. And we saw it as a way to showca- showcase some CZ product and X-Metal um, product as well as far as their line of ammunition and their steel targetry. Um, and it kind of complemented the event while the shoot-off was going on. Yeah, absolutely. And, and shout-out to you guys for doing this and X-Metal. X-Metal's been uh, partners with SummerSlam now. Uh, this will be our third year working together. And we do. they brought this to SummerSlam. It was their idea. They am open to anything as a match director to work with companies out there and sponsors. Uh, and it was ATN and Cote who said, you know, can I sponsor SummerSlam next year and set up some stuff? Man, can you ever? Because previously we were doing the old paper and uh, laptop version of scoring. And it took like an hour or more before mm-hmm. the results could be posted. And the shooters would be standing around just chomping at the bit, bored, people leaving. Well, now with X-Mental on site doing something like what we have here, what do we see, right? We've got nothing to do until the banquet tonight. People are coming back to the range. They're hanging out. There's camaraderie. They're getting to see new product, try things, um, test out the X-Mental products, test out the X-Mental ammo. So it's a, it's a fantastic idea, and, and thanks to you both for making that happen. Um, so let's move in and let's talk a little bit about Wolverine Supplies. You're in Manitoba. You're both a, an online retailer and a storefront. Can I walk in the door yep, and buy stuff? Absolutely, right. you can. And um, as well as being a retail outlet, you're also a distributor for certain product lines. Yes, we are. So let's talk about that. What product lines is Wolverine distributing? Well, um, start off with uh, CZ is one of our is a major one for us, and you can hear the fire gunfire beside beside us. We also are a distributor for Armalite and Daniel Defense line of AR-15 platforms and those, both those companies have three come out with dedicated three-gun line for the up and growing three-gun sport. And what we see over here on the line right now in, in big Mike's hands is two of those three-gun platforms. Mike's handling the Armalite with the most second most obnoxious break I've ever seen <laughs> and then there's the uh, the Daniel Defense. So you're letting um, shooters try them both and they've got kind of a they're keeping a tally. Who likes what? It's kind of like Mike is the Armalite guy and the other gentleman is the Daniel Defense guy, I believe. Yes, that's that's correct. And and it's the you put them side by side and there's different features obviously in both in both guns there and to let the end, end user make some decisions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're two different setups, but both set up for three gun. They've got awesome optics on them. Um, one has a rifle length system uh, for the stock, and the other one has carbine and yep. uh, different feel. So it's nice to not have two things that are similar. You got you got you get to experience two very different three gun setups. That that is that is true. So what else? What other product lines? Also from us, uh, two of our I want to say. Old lines or lines that we've carried the longest have been Accuracy International out of uh, Portsmouth, England, and then Barrett Firearms out of Mifresno, Tennessee. When you really need to reach out and touch your target. Absolutely. And uh, both of those lines very complementary to each other. Yes. Barrett obviously is very well known for the 50 cal industry. Mm-hmm. Started back with their M82 and now has evolved into their M107. Mm-hmm. But they've also branched out as well. They now have a line of Fieldcraft lightweight hunting rifles. They have the Barrett MRAD multi-cal system, which comes in a, a variety of um, calibers, so mm-hmm. allows a shooter to um, switch between anything from 308 to 338 Pula and a few others in between. And then Accuracy International, they started off in the sniper rifle scene, uh, so they were known for their AW, their Arctic Warfare platform, in, in 308.762 and then in 338 Lapua. And they've also, too, come up with the AI AXMC, so multi-cal, 
same thing. It gives them the ability to um, use the shooter again to change calibers between 308 and 338 Lapua. Nice. And I guess to top those off, we we distribute uh, Schmittenbender optics. So at the high end of the... Again, when you need to reach out and touch your target. And see it very clear, crystal yeah. clearly. Yeah. So we... Um, so but we, do you sell SKSs? That's what the listeners really want to know. Absolutely, we actually we do as well. <laughs> we uh, and that's one thing with Wolverine. We we are able we, we consider else it's we're, we're everything fire. You can meet you can meet the customer's needs whether he wants to drop thirty grand on a package or three hundred dollars on something. You've got a wide variety of products. Yeah, we start off with little rascals and crickets and twenty twos yeah. for the new all new the new novice shooter, yeah. and like you said, all the way up and through. Yeah. So that's good. And um, we have a diverse sales staff there with a wide background, so mm-hmm. which enables us to reach our customers. Yeah, excellent, cool. All right, well, listen, Matt, thank you so much for joining us on Slamfire to uh, let us know a little bit about Wolverine and what you guys are up to, and. Uh, with any luck, hopefully, uh, maybe we'll get you guys out to SummerSlam. I think that is something that has piqued our interest there, after meeting you and hearing a little bit about that event. There might be something in the works, yeah. I hope. Yeah, right on. Awesome. Well, thanks again, and look forward to hearing more from Wolverine. You bet. Thank you. So we'd like to thank Matt Hitwell again from Wolverine Supplies. Uh, and uh, Trevor, thanks, Trevor, for doing the interview at the Ipsic Nationals in Calgary while you were there. So. Yeah. yeah. Listener feedback. I'm going to get you, Adriel, to read this one. So I, I talked to Mark this weekend. He's like, hey, did you read my email? It's like, yeah, we read your email. Unfortunately, the show, <laughs> you know, we had technical difficulties on the show, but we'll read it again because <laughs> it's a great email. I uh, think it's is, awesome. This is from Mark P. Hey, Slamfire hosts. Thanks again for making the trip to Alberta to put on another epic Furlachi course was great seeing you guys again hopefully kelly can make the trip next year yeah mm-hmm. you gotta come next year okay on the last episode matthew had asked me to share the story of where the corn came from after the Furlachi course last summer i realized how much of a fetish matthew has for corn knowing he'd be back in july i decided this spring to plant some in my garden i've been tending the corn all summer personally watering it every day after a few hoppy ipa beers I find that corn grown from metabolized IPA to have the best flavors. Just kidding. (laughs) The owner of the restaurant's a friend of mine, and I'd asked him earlier in the day to do this for me. He picked up the corn and cooked it for Matthew. So a big thanks to Steve. Unfortunately, it's a bit early in the year to get local corn, so what what you had was probably grown in the U.S. and not as tasty as what you had last year in August. Cheers from Mark. Awesome. So Mark, Mark had this whole thing. I think it was, it's like a, a production because he knew how much Matthew enjoys corn. Right, Matthew? Mm-hmm. And then on the beep, you spin. All right. <laughs> okay. So we're going to go on to Matthew again. Matthew S, but uh, it's not Matthew or Matthew. So from Matthew well, you can read S. It. Make him read it. All right. Yeah, like I said, I I, I think uh, I think Trevor's going to want to talk about this some too, so I won't uh, I won't take up all of the the glory there. This isn't a gun sh- a gun show. All right, Matthew, we're going to try this again. I'm going to read it for us. So, hello, Slamfire crew. I only recently started listening to the podcast and found the show because of your episode with Ian from Forgotten Weapons. 
I have thoroughly enjoyed listening uh, to the opinions of a Canadian bunch on firearms. I've grown up in America and have been shooting since I was eight years old. I've been collecting guns since I was 10 and have only, until recently, known the American perspective on firearms. I've been uh, gaining interest in the views of other country on firearms, and you have made it fun to listen to. Thank you for an, an awesome show and an entertaining way to pass time when I'm working. Have a great one. Thanks. P.S. What kind of mus- what kind of music do you listen to? Well, Adriel, what kind of mis- music do you listen to? Uh, I listen to a little bit of everything. Uh, most recently here, I don't know, like what if, if I'm working, I listen to dubstep or uh, chiptune. Mm. Uh, I listen to everything except for country. Although I do admit to some country, but not much. All right. And <laughs> what about Matthew? Power right in the face. Trevor? Was an 80-year-old woman. All right, you guys. You're not allowed to. You're, Yeah. You need to be quiet now. That's weird. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Adriel, do you want to take this one from Jason W.? Hey, guys. Listen to the show a lot on my one-hour, and that's one-way, oh commute, and the up to three- or four-hour drives to my job sites and enjoy every episode. Was listening to the show a year or two ago and stopped for some reason. Found out about Maple Seed on Facebook, and that led me back to your show. I shot Rifleman in Edson. Congratulations. Uh, I've been a- Sorry. I interrupted. I've been a Patreon supporter for a few months now, and I'm in for 303. Wondering if I can request the Patreon swag. My address is as follows. So I had a spreadsheet that was checking to see if people were uh, new and I needed to mail them Patreon swag. And (laughs) I had it checking on their first name and not their email. So anyone who had a first name of someone who had already gotten Patreon stuff, it didn't flag them as new. So Uh... I... I uh, just put into the mail today like 15 or 20 of them. So <laughs> they're so, coming. They're coming. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was data error. Yeah, it was uh, It was my perfect Excel sheet was not so perfect. But nope. it's more perfect now. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for the show. Uh, for the, thanks for the work you guys do on the show. Keep it up, Jason W. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, he shot Rockfulman in Edson. He was one of... Well, there was 10 one day, so Whoa. there's some pretty good shooters up in Edson. Like, really? Yeah. Hmm. Cool. All right, this one's from Craig. It says, hi, guys. I just wanted to thank you guys for a fantastic course last weekend in Alberta. I knew I was at ground zero, and day one was exactly what I needed. Day two showed me how valuable it will be to have my fundamentals down in order to improve shooting involving multiple targets, movement, and make changes. Uh, Trevor must have corrected my belt at least three times, my holster position, my grip, I think pretty much everything. I wish the listeners uh, could experience how well Matthew runs this course. I'm only in my 30s. That's... I thought Trevor was also running it, but okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The job he does is truly unbelievable. I've been to a course where he has corrected people and he's helped people. So he is amazing. He's a great instructor. Uh, He keeps everyone focused and the atmosphere is truly enjoyable. Whenever I made mistakes, and there were many, he was always positive and encouraging. Thank you guys so much. I'm looking forward to next year, Craig. And that's absolutely true. Those guys are really um, encouraging and really positive. Right, Matthew? 
pistol shooting isn't supposed to be super accurate. You just kind of crank them out. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll uh, I'll take the next one here from uh, Gioff. Uh, hello, Adriel, and others too, of course. Uh, Gioff or Gioff Gioff B here, aka Kilt Guy from your squad at the charity shoot. Also, Patreoni number sixty nine. I guess Woo. according to Trevor. <laughs> I had fun shooting with you all at the 7th Annual Charity Shoot in July. Beers and conversation in the bar were after were entertaining too. I guess Trevor will need my address to send me the promised t-shirt. Why am I a bit more than concerned about this shirt? Hmm. I'll be sure to open the package on my own, just in case. Medici from Jeff. Jeff. Geoff. Jeff. Geoff. Yeah. Kill guy. Was he in your squad, Adriel? Uh, yes. Well, you would have noticed him because he was wearing a kilt. Yeah. Kilt guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 And we, yeah. uh, yeah. I forget okay. a lot because we had a lot of beers. They apparently didn't have any glasses, so you drunk them in a, in a pitcher. So, yes. Yes. Pitchers of yes. beer. Yeah. Pitchers of beer instead of glasses of mm-hmm. beer. All right. So, this is from Craig as well. Or maybe it's a different Craig. Just says Craig. Okay. I just wanted to take the opportunity to say how much I enjoy the podcast. Life tends to keep me from getting out to the range as much as I'd like. Um, however, listening to you guys keep the uh, keeps the excitement of the sport and the desire to get out when I can going strong. Keep up the great work and thank you. Well, that's that's really nice of him to say that. Awesome. Really? Yeah, it is. So I hope he gets out to the range soon. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll take this uh, next one from William. Sure. Greeting, uh, greetings, Slamfire crew from south of the border. Not land of the peso, ad- <laughs> as we'd use the term down here in the great Republic of Texas. Uh, enjoy your shows, even the ones that are just on Canadian stuff. Re- the, really like the recent one on 22 autoloaders. I do have a question. Why does at least one of you not like having the magazine release in front of the magazine? Mm. Who doesn't like that? Matthew. That's uh, was he talking about the magazine release or was he talking about the safety? Safety. Safety. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, magazine release. I mean, I don't, I don't really care if, if, if it's in front of the magazine. It's hmm. Especially on a 1022, I find it convenient. You just drop it into your hand. Drop. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think. Safety. There was a safety piece, but I think there was also a magazine piece. Too. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. Don't have m- many auto loaders. An old Winchester 90. I gave my father one Father's Day. And a Marlin 795. Mm. 222s I normally shoot are a Marlin 39 lever gun and a CZ 455 bolt gun. Can't beat running a row of tin cans as fast as I can work the lever for pure fun, but my accurate gun is a CZ. Scored a 226 with it, the last uh, apple seed I shot. Not my first rifleman score I fired, but the first with a bolt gun, which I really didn't see as a disadvantage. Mm. Uh, the reason I ask about the magazine release is that the CZs is in front of the magazine and makes mag changes real easy. I just reach up with my shooting hand, put my thumb on the right side, my driving finger, a.k.a. middle finger, on the left, <laughs> and bring my index finger up on in front of the magazine at the stock. 
I basically just reach up and pull the magazine out without even thinking about the magazine release. On the other hand, I've never really figured out a simple way to work the mag release on the 795. Any ideas on technique for that gun would be appreciated. Mm. Thanks for the great show. Keep up the good work. Two thumbs. Um, I kind of, I kind of agree with them. The, the, the magazine release on the 795 is a two-hand affair. It's you've yep. got to, you got to re- like I use my right hand to depress the 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 magazine release, and then I pull it out with my left. But it's it's two hands. Yep. No, mm. I don't. I don't have any tips. Maybe Matthew could figure because that's his preferred rifle, right? No, he hate he doesn't like the 795s whatsoever, right? Nope. He hates them. The best person to ask would be Trevor. All right. If you would like to email the show, you can send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear about uh, your opinions about the 795 or, you know, you make releases. and Safeties. And Safeties. Yeah. Yep. And corn. also about corn. <laughs> <laughs> you went there. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, iTunes reviews. We have one. Do you want to talk I got it. about it? Yeah. All right. Author. Awesome. P. Grendel. Uh, five stars. Title. Gun Nuts. You must listen to Slamfire. Review. Uh, frigging awesome podcast for beginners and veterans alike. If you don't listen, you're a communist. Of course. <laughs> well, thanks for, you know, sending us an iTunes. If you would like to send us an iTunes, that'd be amazing. Um, or if you have another app for, I think, Sketcher or BeamPod or what other Android? What other Android? Google Play? Google Play, thing? Google Play has one. Google I don't know Play, if they've yeah. ever reviews on there yet, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's lots of options. I don't know, but there is. So send us a, a review. We'd read it. We love them. Uh, what else do we have now? Oh, let's, why don't we do shoutouts? Cool. Uh, let's see. Trevor, are you there? I don't hear him. He's not there. I'll, I'll read his for him. Uh, Mike Roost for the bottle of lag. Uh, EMT for pub night. Uh, awesome worker at nationals. Mark for supper. Chad for drinking with me all night and driving me to the course the next day and buying me stuff. Uh, Will and his lovely wife. The nationals team shooters. Uh, Jeff Reese and his family. And last but not least, Yolanda. Oh boy. That's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. He made friends. He did. Okay. Uh, for me, the BSSA for hosting us. I, I I'd mentioned this last week, but where we didn't record last week. So yeah, uh, yeah. The the Bonneville Sports Shooting Association uh, hosted uh, the Ferlachi course, and they did a fantastic job. Great yeah. facility, um, uh, great base for for shooting this kind of thing. It was uh, awesome. Excellent. And uh, Matthew, Matthew. Special thanks to Kelly and the app or uh, Maple Seed team because yeah. I used my hasty sling support standing up. All right, I guess I'll do mine then. I wanted to say hello and shout out to my brother who actually finally liked our page, uh, but I'm not sure he listens or not. So cool. But hey, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Patreon supporters, uh, we have 73 of them, which is awesome. We have a new Patreon. His name is Ross M, and he is supporting us for $7.62. So cool. 7.62. Uh, just wanted to say thank you to all of the Patreonies. Um, because of you, we can actually do this. We can, it, 
uh, we can uh, put out a, a weekly podcast, but we can also, you'll, you'll find our content, uh, the Patreon content just for you guys as well. Um, there should be com- something coming up soon because of that. And as Adriel said earlier, he's just sent out a whole bunch of swag to everybody. So if you have not received it, yet uh wait and it might be in the mail and uh yeah if you haven't sent us your address then send us that and we can actually uh forward you it as yeah. well so. there's a couple people who i've emailed who like a couple of times and they haven't been sending their addresses in and you got to send okay. your addresses in if you want the swag right that's the deal it's cool cool <laughs> stuff patches and really yeah and stickers and well you haven't been putting glitter in have you uh, I can't promise anything. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's uh, close out the show. Uh, please join one or, or more of our firearm, National Firearms Association, such as the CCFR. Hey, speaking of which, Wild TV, how cool is that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> how did we forget about that? <laughs> I don't know. That's in the news. But pr- hmm. really, you know what? If you guys haven't uh, joined the CCFR yet, you really need to because they're doing something really cool. Uh, they're going to be on Wild TV. We're going to advertise on there. And uh, you know what? They are advocating for us and they're trying to educate everyone, including current firearm owners, because, well, you know how well we work together. And then also uh, – they're trying to educate the public as well, the general public, the non-shooting public. So why don't you actually go out and uh, click on their page, buy a membership, and donate to their cause as well because of the fact that, yeah, we're, we've got some interesting things that are coming up. But again, by the calendar, need your support because ladies in shooting and, yeah. All right. Uh, also, why don't you just go out to the range and do some shooting? You know, uh, an IPSC match, maybe. Um, make sure you're registered before then, beforehand, though. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, take a maple seed uh, uh, course event with me. Uh, we have, By the way, maple seed, we probably will be having some new ones coming up in the next little while. Cause, yeah, so watch for that, and I'll let you guys all know about that. Uh, shoot a three-gun match or visit uh, the threegun.ca as well to see if there's anything local near you. And uh, why don't you actually take some people out shooting as well. Uh, click on us on uh, Gun Owners of Canada. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, yes, Enlightened One, we're trying to actually get out to BC. So why don't you send us your information? And if we can arrange something, maybe even for Latchy slash Maple Sleeve slash Three Gun, we'll get out to you as well. And like us on Facebook, we are at 1,725 likes so far. So we'd love to get up to the 2,000 mark within the year. So like us over there and on that note matthew do you have anything that you would like to close out the show with wow i have a bad memory you're gonna get tired you're gonna start flinching everybody seemed to have a really good time awesome thank you what about you trevor a couple times this week i couldn't sleep and hear the voices adriel (laughs) well i guess good night (laughs) maybe that (laughs) good night everyone yes I don't know what's happening. And on that note, have a good night, everyone. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun. 
Imagine having your ears wrapped in 80-year-old woman boobs. You get you, you get tired of those old boobs wrapped around your head. They are replaceable. Remember, cup size matters. <laughs> and that happened about a dozen times, <laughs> so that was great. I don't think that's unreasonable. And I'm Trevor Frillette.